Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, you're 30, dirty, dirty. I am indeed. Two, two of a kind again, my friends. Two of a kind. We are both 30 now. We are both in our prime. We are both killing the game. Basmo, I am so excited for this week's show. It is all about UFC 253, Cage Warriors, and Bellator all give it back in action this week. Yeah. It feels like the coronavirus has gone away. Yeah, which, well, hopefully it does go away very soon. But yeah, this is, it, this, there's actually like so many cards on this week. It's ridiculous. Like we have UFC on Saturday, with Bellator on Saturday, with Cage Warriors on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if you are an MMA fan, make sure to like and subscribe because we are here every week. But uh, Ross, like, we obviously have two guests coming on the show. Uh, we have Paul Hughes coming up and also Ian Gary. They're over and competing this weekend at Cage Warriors. So we thought it'd be cool to have them both on. So we may as well kick on with the show and then have them on later and then uh, see how they're getting on. Also ask them like, what it's like over there and then uh, get their picks for this weekend as well. But what'd you make of that anyway? Man, I'm excited for Cage Warriors trilogy. Three nights in a row in Manchester. Bish, bosh, bang. Get it in there. Why not? They haven't been active in a very long time. I'm excited to see our mates go in there and both pick up some knockout with victories. Yeah. And then at the very end of the show, we've previously had both lads on telling their whole stories, how they even started MMA. So I'll make sure to add that at the very, very end. That just reminded me of that. But uh, Ross, before we get into this weekend's UC 253, we have to talk about Colby Covington against Tyron Woodley at UC Fight Night Vegas over the weekend. Colby Covington got the win. Tyron Woodley just seems like a shadow of a man. But uh, where do you want to start here? Do you want to start on like, Colby on his, on his win or on Tyron on uh, taking the loss? Well, I'll, I'll cover uh, Tyron Woodley and then I'll let you co- cover Colby, Colby Covington. I'll, co- I'll cover the loser. You can cover the winner. Uh, Tyron Woodley, it was his one opportunity to get his career back on track. This is his third loss in a row. He's lost 15 rounds in a row. This was his arch nemesis, Colby Covington. He was, was ever going to get his back up for a fight. It was going to be this fight. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he couldn't do it. He couldn't rise to the occasion. It was a slightly better performance than he put up against Gilbert Burns, but it wasn't enough. And at the age of 38, I think it's time for Tyron Woodley to retire. Do you, th- what do you, th- do you think it's the like, age is just caught up to him? Or do you think it's just something mental? I think there's a bit of both. I think he knows that he's 38 at this stage. And I don't think he wants to get into an absolute slobber knocker as our friend JR might say. Uh, but I, I think he's like, here, look, I don't need to sustain any career-ending injury at this stage or like something that will haunt him for the next 20 years. So I think he's in there to take minimal damage. And that's shown from a yeah. fight and stuff. And I think he just needs to accept that he's hanging them up. I think the only reason he's come out and said he's not going to hang them up is because I don't think any fighter who was a world champion ever wants to walk out on losing 15 rounds in a row. Yeah, because he put out, he went all out in this uh, training camp as well. He had he obviously had Masvidal coming in as well. Like he, there was a no stone left unturned. But like if you're looking at Woodley's career right now, I don't think he's going to retire. But what do you think was his like biggest win? I mean, he obviously had the knockout against Robbie Lawler to win the title, but he also had like a great win against Darren Till. I would probably say the Robbie Lawler fight, just because Robbie Lawler was like the boogeyman at that stage. Um, he was you know what in some ways it was one of the best career reassurance in UFC history Robbie Lawler 
um, maybe between himself and Bisping, like their road to a title was so, so long. Yeah. And then he came in, Tyron Woodley, um, made Lawler look like he didn't deserve to be there, to be honest. It was from a challenger going in winning the belt. It was one of the best wins, I think, I've ever seen in the UFC. Yeah, he was out for a while before that as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, he was, I think he was two years out of fight at that stage. Yeah. But look, if he, if he hangs up now, I think everyone will go Tyron Woodley, great fighter. I think the longer he goes on, the more damage it does to his reputation and the more damage it does to his status as a UFC future Hall of Famer. Does it really? Because like looking at Cowboy, obviously he drew over the weekend, but it, like without the eye poke, that would have been five losses in a row. Is that really, that's not really going to hold Cowboy back from going into the Hall of Fame. Well, I think Cowboy's, you know, sort of legendary status as any place, anywhere, anyone. I think that's his thing, as opposed to Woody was actually at the top of the hill and then he almost sort of is going to whittle away. I suppose Cowboy's never in a boring fight also. And on top of that, Cowboy also, I think, has the records for most wins in UFC history. So. I know, but he still wasn't a... Different legacy. I know, I know, but he still wasn't a UFC champ, though, you know? Yeah, but I think they're different comparables. But look at Diego Sanchez. You know, I mean, he's fighting his retirement fight this weekend. He'll end up in the UFC Hall of Fame if he's not there already. I think he's there because the he entire is. tough one cast were in the Hall of Fame. No, he, was, he, was, he also won a fight of the... What was it? Fight of the week. It was like... Fight. Well, his fight is in the Hall of Fame. Same <laughs> as uh, Shogun versus Dan Henderson, too, was in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, well, I'm sure he'll have his own standalone Hall of Fame moment, Diego Sanchez. He's an absolute crazy character. Never made it to you know the top of the mountain, but again, he's a crazy cat. He is yeah, he, he, never he, boring, he, never boring. No, he's never boring. Uh, but like obviously, Kobe Covington stole the headlines over the weekend as well. Ross also getting the phone call from Donald Trump. Like, but it, that that wasn't even it. Like the, what he said to Kamara Usman, just everything. Like, he's a tornado on the Minecraft. He is. You can sort of see he was trying to remember his lines at, yeah. the, at the start. I think he said, this is my biggest, worst defeat ever. I was like, what's that even mean? Speak English, pal. Uh, but also, like, just the suit, the sort of salmon suit as he's sitting there with no shirt on. I was like, he, he is an absolute character. He's WWE at its finest, really, in terms of the UFC. Um, I think him versus Usman, I'm ready for it. Give me Covington versus Usman too over Usman versus Burns. Um, you know, he's almost gone full chels on him as if the first fight never happened. And I'm excited to see it. There was that issue that he did say, uh, go back to your tribe in Africa, sort of along those lines. Comments. Probably oversteps the mark. Well, no, definitely does oversteps the mark. He seems to just get away with saying whatever he wants, really, doesn't he? Yeah. What do you think, like, Colby Covington's, like, behind closed doors and he's just sort of looking in the mirror? Like, he just seems like someone who hasn't gotten many friends. Yeah, I would say he probably doesn't have many friends. He's probably very insecure. Like, it's all a facade, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, everyone everyone knows it's a facade, yeah. So... Who knows what the real Colby's like? Well, he, he has a, you know, Colby Co- uh, Covington Incorporated now, uh, his, his own team. He's been kicked out of ATT. Look, win, lose, or draw, you're always going to watch Colby Covington fight. And it's not even for his fighting style, which I think has drastically improved. 
but it's actually for the character. Yeah. He's the ultimate heel in UFC, one might call it. Yeah, he's just the bad, the baddie in a film, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he definitely is. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how much further he can push this. Like, if you give him a press conference, like, uh, you don't know what he's going to say in the mic. Do you think the fight for him next is Masvidal? Yes. Oh, that's what I think as well. I think, like, I know they were talking about doing Diaz versus Masvidal too. Scrap no. that. I want to see Covington versus Masvidal. No, that's what, Covington and Masvidal is way better. Oh, definitely, definitely. And also, like, it means something as well to the division. Yeah, it, uh, that's, that's the fight. That, no, that's the fight. Make that fight, please. And then, Basma, we cannot go on to next week's card without just discussing the main man, mostctv.com, Kazma Shamayev. 66 days, three victims. And that's what I'm going to call them from there on. Victims. I feel he bad. I have to stop you there. I feel. I feel bad the way you're calling like Reese a victim, man. You know. I, mean, I know, but that's the harsh reality of it. Like, I, know, I mean, I, I, I love Reese, and Reese knows that. But this guy, everyone who has fought so far has been a victim, and that's just that's what they have. He, he is undeniable. Um, knocking out Gerald Mishkart in 17. what seventeen seconds. And he landed four strikes, but only one of them was like the knockout blow. The rest, the first was a body kick, and the two after that were just, you know, after just because the ref wasn't quick enough to get in there. It was a murking, one might say. Yeah. He should have had another fight lined up that night as well, man. This guy, I love that his thing is to have two fights lined up at any one stage. Barry, tell me. Line me up in another fight in the middleweight division. Line me up fighting the... Uh, welterweight division in the welterweight division if it this might sound a bit bad now but if Tyron Woodley does want to stick around I think that's the guy to fight Kazma Shmoyev I think like Woodley could be like here do you know what I have to beat this guy I have to derail it and like get back on it also I want to see Shmoyev fight like like someone who was is going to stand up but also can wrestle as well you know yeah that's not a bad show and what about um, middleweight in the middleweight <laughs> Joe would be funny. Yoel Romero. You know what? It's actually not a bad idea. Yoel is what, 42 now or something like that? Yeah. And I'd be interested. It. it would definitely sort of test. No, I feel like Tyron Woody is like the welterweight Yoel Romero, except yeah, Yoel yeah. Romero is slightly more effective. It's like, wait, 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 pounce. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's their voice style. For me, uh, if I'm going in the middleweight division, I like to see him fight Chris Weidman. I like to see him scalp a former UFC champion. And I think that is a very interesting matchup. Uh, people always like get annoyed or try to debate me when I say this, but Chris Weidman is one of the most skilled UFC fighters pound for pound. And I'm saying he's one of the best, but I'm saying if you just took his skill set in terms of striking and wrestling and jiu-jitsu, it's very impressive. His biggest problem is his chin and then sort of you know, combined all together. And then at welterweight, it's funny that a man after three UFC fights is one of the most watched fighters in the UFC. But the other possible number one contender for the UFC welterweight belt is Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards needs Kazmat Shemaev to make himself relevant to get that welterweight title shot. I think he needs to derail that hype train. And look at it this way. If you can beat Kazmat, You'll get, the, you'll get the eyes on you to call your shot. 
That's exactly right. Leon Edwards' problem is the people above him don't want to fight him because his name's not big enough. So if yeah. he takes and if he takes out Chamoyev, who's below him, that that will put his name like above his other. Exactly. It would be like if you were sort of ranked fourth at bantamweight, and you were like, "I'm gonna fight Sean O'Malley," because that's what's gonna get you most yeah. eyes. That's where yeah. that's where your fan base is gonna grow. You're robbing someone else's fans. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. I wonder who who people think are better, the better options. So mine was Woodley at welterweight, and then Yoel Romero at middleweight, and then you have uh, Leon Edwards and Chris Wyman. We'll do uh, a poll on it. We'll do a poll on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, remember that. Remember that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, also, just looking at the card before we get into this weekend's UFC 253, uh, Johnny Walker got the win over the weekend. Mackenzie Duran got the win as well. And Kevin Holland got the win as well. They were Great on- fights as well, weren't they? Oh, man. It was, uh, it was absolutely brilliant card, to be honest. It was something yeah. weird. And congrats right. Johnny Walker, Ireland's own Brazilian. Johnny O. Walker. <laughs> um, right, Ross, we're going to get into this weekend's card. What do you want to sort of look at first? Um, I'm just All I want to talk about is the main event and the co-main event. Okay. UFC 253, Battle of the Undefeated Middleweight Superstars. This is the first time I've seen ever where they have both people's record on the poster. 19-0, Israel, Stolbender, Adesanya versus... Paolo Boracina Costa, the eraser man. I love this fight. I, know, I it, love it, this fight. The way you even say it, I can't even take it seriously, man. Well, uh, you know, the most, most passionate man uh, in MMA. Man, I'm on par with Ariel Hawani for it. I was actually slightly disappointed that these guys like shook hands backstage and were nice to each other. I wanted to see that he like come into the octagon. This is a battle of two men who have never attempted a takedown in their UFC tenure. Barrachina, Paolo Costa, is Mr. Walk you down and beat you until you are there no more. Yeah. They don't call him the eraser for nothing. Apparently in his training sessions, he is knocking his sparring partners out, which is terrible etiquette, by, by the way, I might add, but it doesn't matter if you're called the eraser. Yeah. Israel be- Adesanya, on the other hand, is like, Mr. Creativity, Mr. Flair, Mr. Make You Miss. I am dying to see this contest. In fairness, Paolo Costa... How hyped are you for this now? And then before I get to (laughs) picking the winners, let me bring you on to the co-main event. You have Polish power, Jan Blakowicz versus Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes, for me... You could almost class him as undefeated. A lot of people say he beat John Jones. This is going to crown a new light heavyweight king. We haven't seen a light heavyweight champion not named Daniel Cormier or John Jones for 10 years. That's a really long time. We're going to have a new king own that division. I am very much looking forward to this one. This will be fireworks. 10 years? 10 years. Jeez, I didn't know it was that long. There you have, well, John Jones was 22 when he won the belt. Also, Mauricio Shogun Hua. Also, hopefully Paolo Costa didn't knock, knock out Logan Paul too hard so he can't find Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> but Basmo, come on now. Give me the predictions. UFC 253. Who's walking out with the win? Oh, uh, sorry, which one are we starting off with? 
we'll do the co-main event first. Light heavyweight. Okay, co-main event first. Um, Jan Blackfish used to fight in middleweight. Yeah. Like Dominic, Dominic Reyes is like definitely a light heavyweight. Could potentially move up to heavyweight later on. I think Dominic Reyes is the more of a is more of an athlete, but like as you yeah, said, he, he did he did almost go to the NFL as well. Yeah, whereas Jan has that Polish power, you know. Mm. But um, I think because Dominic Reyes when he was fighting John Jones, like he could have won it. But I, like I, I just I'd have to go with Dominic Reyes. But uh, the Polish power, like who knows if that's if it sparks him out in the chin, you know. What about you? Yeah, I'm going for Dominic Reyes. I actually rewatched the Jones fight there two days ago because I, I wanted to see what it was all about. Uh, I actually did slightly score for Jones, um, but it was extraordinary tight. Dominic Reyes, that left hand is so dangerous. It comes straight down the pipe. I think that's what's going to get Jan Blakovic out there. I'm going to say second round, TKO, Dominic Reyes. But like, would, like, how confident are you in the Dominic Reyes call? Oh, I'm very confident. I've seen Jan Blackwich be knocked out. I've seen Dominic Reyes knock people out. He is very much going to be looking to make that statement and, you know, crown himself the new UFC light heavyweight champion, Dominic Reyes, the yeah. dominator. It's funny how things work out. If he gets the win now, if mm. it like, works out, like he felt like he was absolutely robbed and then now he has this potential to mm. lift the title this weekend. But, um, Ross, Israel Adesanya is taking on Paolo Costa. You may as well go first, man. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are going to be back in the Izzy hype train. And by the way, fair play to Izzy. He's now one of the faces of uh, Puma, which is, is great. He, he's a great ambassador for them to have as well. He fits in with their brand perfectly. But for me, it's Borussia. Israel Adesanya is going to be erased. Well, Paolo is Costa that? is... An absolute animal of a man. This guy is one of the best looking and has one of the best physiques I've ever seen. But it's not all about that. <laughs> he stood there toe to toe with Yoel Romero and he out Yoel Romero'd Yoel Romero. That's when you know you have someone to be worried about. And the only issue I have with uh, Paolo Costa is if it does go to round four and five, I think he is likely to gas out as opposed to Israel Adesanya has had plenty of five round practice. So that is my one concern. But I think Paolo Costa is going to get in there, get the knockout. The only thing that gives me confidence in saying that is that we saw Kelvin Gastelum hit Israel Adesanya a lot of times. And I think if Paolo Costa can hit uh, Adesanya as many times as Kelvin Gaston did I think Paolo Costa is going to be your new UFC middleweight champion like, Paolo Costa he doesn't really like knock people clean out he sort of makes them their body just fold yeah well, that's what he's going to do to Israel Adesanya I feel like it's going to be a left hook and he's just going to catch him and that's it yeah, it's going to be it's going to be reminiscent of sort of a. Do you ever see Carlos Conda catch Dan Hardy with the left hook? It's not ringing a bell. A bit better than um, Bisping catching uh, Rockhold. Okay, okay. Yeah, a bit more vigor behind him. Because it's Costa. Everything is thrown with violence. Oh, gee, yeah, you're telling me. Um, yeah, well, Pedro Costa is going to have to catch him. 
I, I think he will. I, I think he's not going to be able to avoid him for the whole 25 minutes. Yeah, but it's like I'm I'm going out of Sanya and like like forcing enough, we're not both agreeing on both fights because I thought we were gonna. But uh I think Adesanya is gonna win just because like obviously the way he fought Yoel Romero, he's he's fighting differently now since he, he's now fighting as the champ looking to not lose the belt. Right, well, we'll have a bet bet on it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. What would you like to bet? Um you're a UFC glove. Are you wearing it? <laughs> no, I'm not wearing it. But if, 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 if I lose, you get my uh, UFC glove. If I win, you owe me two cans of Monster. Not really a fair bet, but I'm confident I'm going to win. You're, you're, you are confident, yeah? Yeah. But that, that, that sort of sums up UFC 253. Uh, also on the card, uh, Car France is pointing Brandon Royville. That could be for uh, flyweight number one contendership, uh, especially considering how strong UFC is in the sort of Australasia market. They might want to give Koi Car France a shot there. And then also, as we said earlier on the show, Diego Sanchez is fighting for his UFC retirement fight against Jake Matthews. So best luck to Diego on that one. Yeah, exactly. Anyone else you want to shout out on the card, Basmo? No, I want to. Who do you think is going to win on the main card here, uh, Hakeem? That would do. He's taking on Zubara. Tugov. Tugov. Yeah, uh, well, I think he was involved in McGregor Brawl, you know that? Yeah, uh, and, Zubara. and then uh, Hakim is a SPG lad, so I'm going to go for Hakim. Yeah, I'll agree with you with that. But uh, here, Ross, this car is going to be off the rails. It's, but I think it, like UC 254 is going to be on like at a better time for us. But like, yeah, <laughs> Israel Adesanya versus Pella Costa, that's going to be on around five, if not like like after five a.m. over here. But uh, I, that's I just can't I can't wait for it. Someone's O has to go. Someone's O does have to go, and yeah. I can't wait for it. Exactly. Unless um, it's a draw, like Hellboy Cerrone versus Nico Price. Unless it's a draw. <laughs> someone will lose uh, <laughs> but uh, like I mean that's not even the beginning of it like obviously that's going to be the last event there's going to be Bellator on before it as well uh, that's being headlined by RMA Fabian Edwards taking on Costello Van Steenis as well like I mean Fabian's 9-0 Van Steenis is 12-2 and uh, who do you expect to win on that one? I like Fabian to win that stay on the field I think he's better all, all round and then also you have uh, Will Fleury fighting on that car as well yeah Will need to will need to win. He's coming off a loss there. He, he lost recently. Um, well, guys, um, we do appreciate you watching the show, but we're actually now about to be joined by our first guest of the day, Mister Paul Hughes, about to come in on the show. So we're gonna love you and leave you for about thirteen seconds, and then you'll be back. Okay, so here we go. We have the main man himself, Paul Hughes, in the show, Ross. You, you, I don't know. We previously had Paul on the show, right? And Ross, you gave him one of the best nicknames ever, and it it went viral. Yeah, it is handsome Paul Hughes. I cannot yes, wait sir. to see you go. You come out on the weekend and be called handsome Paul Hughes. I think I've actually messed you like three times on this uh, in the last week. Been like, are you coming out, to handsome Paul Hughes, or what? <laughs> All will be revealed on Saturday. We'll see. Sorry, okay. what's your mate's name in the corner again? Paddy Henderson. Paddy, what do you think of that nickname? It doesn't suit him. He's a brute. <laughs> <laughs> he says I'm a brute. Handsome, uh, Paddy, no, no. handsome Paddy Henderson. Paddy Henderson. Come on here. 
That's why. Oh I'm yeah, handsome, handsome Paddy Henderson. That could work, handsome. couldn't it? Is he fucked? <laughs> <laughs> well, here, come here, uh, Paul. Like, obviously, we've had you on the show before, and I said at the, I said it earlier on the show that uh, we're going to put our full show we have with you at the very end of this video for people who want to check it out. But um, in the build up to this fight, you've been putting out videos with your boyfriend Ross, and the stuff you've been putting out has been absolutely brilliant. Thank you, well, thank Roscoe for that. Thank right. Roscoe, he's an absolute wizard of what he does. Do you know what I mean? He's, and he, he, he really wants to get into that sort of sports style. Well, he is in that sports style documentary, but like he's gonna be, he's gonna be huge. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can just see, even, even every camp that we do, you can see the quality of his work getting like yeah. times 10 every time. And it's very exciting, do you know what I mean? It's an, it's an, an amazing thing for me to have as well. Um, is Roscoe just doc document there and everything? So it's a good, rela good relationship. Like, that's cool. No, no, no worries. I'm here for you all the time. Uh, you, you Roscoe, Roscoe, Roscoe 2.0. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, if you haven't checked out, make sure to head over to Paul Hughes' Instagram, check out uh, 1%, which I do like the Gary V uh, quote that you get in there on that one, and then sweat. Uh, no guess what that's about. It's about sweating. <laughs> We've got yeah. two more coming this week as well, lads, so stay posted, and they're, they're good ones. We will do. Here, Paul, tell us exactly what it's like over there, because obviously like Manchester's in lockdown at the moment. Uh, you're over there, you're just tr trying to make weight and then do, do the business on Saturday. Like, what, what's it all like in the bubble? Um, to be honest, mate, it, it's been a breeze. Like, as much as I've been sort of going on on Instagram, like, oh, I'm locked up for 24 hours, it's actually been a breeze. We got here. We had to get an early flight, which is pretty shit because we had to be here early for a COVID test. Yeah. Um, but we what, was that, what was that like? What was that like, by the way? The test, it was fine. I actually expected a lot worse. It wasn't like the ones you've seen in the UFC where they stick it right up your nose like till it almost goes in your brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, the likes of Patty, it would go all the way through because there's not much up there. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Poor Paddy's getting uh, roasted. It's here. been all... <laughs> We got a couple of hours to go out and grab supplies before we got got into the hotel. And as soon as we got our test, then we got our keys, and we weren't allowed to leave until till basically half an hour ago there. Yeah. Oh wow! So you were actually confined to your room, proper isolation till then. Yeah, yeah that's, not allowed. That's to leave. mad. And so could you get room service? Sort of, we could get room service, but um, with fight week and stuff like it's very specific what you eat. And what you do so we had a pack and had to do a lot of i literally had a suitcase full of stuff i had a full shopping with me and on the plane just in case so i had everything sort of covered before i got here so as i say it's been it's been plain sale. uh so like who do you have over there with you so my teammate kyle mcclurkin is also fighting he's okay. making his case for his debut he's an absolute animal um i excited for everyone to see him and then i have my coach liam shannon and not so handsome patty henderson over in the corner there <laughs> so, so colin and your coach are both in another room then yeah they're in another room yeah so we and couldn't even we couldn't even see them until about half an hour ago there we had a reunion no but way. to be honest I'm, I'm sort of was sick of them anyway so i'm like, <laughs> like what, what were you doing what were you doing in your room would we able to hit pads in the room or uh, nah, to be honest, I haven't done anything. I've just done my mobility and my stretching. Um, I've been chilling. I mean, the hard work's done. Yeah. Now, now that we're allowed out, we've got a training facility or like a training room. Yeah. Um, so I'll be able to get a couple of wee sessions in today and tomorrow. So everyone's good. 
And like, um, when the fights are on Thursday and Friday, are you able to go to them, or are you just gonna chill out and? No, we're not. We're not allowed to leave the hotel at all. Um, there's like a specific part of the hotel that's cordoned off just for cage warriors. Like, we're not allowed. There's no access to the outside world. Like, and is it like, is there is it real tense in the hotel? Like, have you have you met your opponent yet? Like, like what's the um, what's the atmosphere? I met him yesterday as we were coming in. Seems like an alright dude. I mean, I don't really, I don't really have beef with any 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 fighters really apart from Morgan Chapa but um, did, he <laughs> did he mention your video nah, I, I'm sure he's a nice guy chasing the same dream as me so that's whatever. the problem I'm not too emotional at this at this point but when it comes to fight day I'm I'm there to kill him like yeah that's the problem like you're both just chasing your dream you know what I mean but like yeah someone's someone's has to be derailed and uh Paul this is what's most important come Saturday night are we expecting another head kick knockout and then also are you calling your shot for the Cage Warriors featherweight title? Because I would love to see you versus Morgan Chapa, and I'd love to see you do another head kick knockout on him. Because I see a lot of hype around this guy, and I just don't buy it. Morgan Sherry. Sherry. Yes. So, as always, like, I don't really have a specific, specific, like, I have to do this in the fight, or I have to do that in the fight. Like, I'm going in there. With, with no thoughts basically and wherever it goes it goes like if the KO comes then it comes but I could submit him again like my previous fights I could get the sub I could get the TKO it, it, it really doesn't matter mate I'm just sort of I keep my options open in there because I know that I have that killer instinct as I've proved I mean all of my fights have been finishes so I sort of rely on that I just take it as it comes and if I smell the finish then I'm taking it do you feel like there's like extra pressure on you now just because of like what a high, your last win was such a massive highlight and like it went viral and it brought like extra attention to you? Do you feel like you're, you're, you almost have to like beat that every time or are you just like here, look, I'm just taking it one step at a time and just going to go um, and get it done? Well, of course, people saying that, a lot more people are going to be tuning in and a lot more people are sort of going to be looking out for, oh, what's he going to do this time? So there is like an added pressure to get like a finish, but ultimately, as I said, like, if I if there's a smell of the finish, I'll be taking it. Do you know what I mean? And ultimately, pressure pressure is what I want. I want more ice. At the end of the day, that's how I build my career. That's how I build my brand, and that's how I get these title shots. Yeah, because Aiden Stephen, he's a he has a bit of hype around him as well. I've been uh, Peter yeah, Carroll's yeah, been talking about him. Like, so, like this this yeah, is no this is no slouch. You're you're getting you're getting you're, you're getting in there. Fight. Yeah, as I say, he's a good opponent, almost double my fights. Um, his only losses that came a good guy, so it's a perfect fight just to catapult me. Well, Paul, does he have that 1%? I don't know if he has that 1%. I don't that know. One, that 1% makes all the difference, doesn't it? It does indeed, mate. It does indeed, and you'll see that on Saturday night. Yeah, also, like, how's the training campaign in the build-up to this? Because obviously this is like uncharted territory for you. Great, mate. For I've actually had an opponent, the same opponent, for the first time in my career. For like maybe eight weeks ago, the fight was done. So I've been tra- training sp- specifically for Aiden Stevens, which has never happened before in my career. Like, which is which is awesome. Do you know what I mean having that time to prepare and no no switching up of opponents, no switching up of shows, no switching up of dates. It's been great, mate. And as I say, like it. It'll all come to fruition here on Saturday. I'm excited to show everyone some some new stuff we've got in my arsenal as well. I don't know. Paul, 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 every time I say it, I always go to Barry and go, 
Oh, I was watching the two latest videos that we were talking about earlier. I was like, I've got my Paul Hughes fix. I can't wait for this weekend. Realistically, yourself and maybe Ian Gary, by far the two most exciting prospects out of Ireland in a very, very long time. I can't wait to see you guys go in there this weekend and do your business. And I think both are absolutely UFC bound. Both are going to be future Cage Warriors champions. I think please just call your shot this weekend after you win. I want to see you call for the featherweight belt. In my eyes, you're already the Cage Warriors featherweight champion. The uncrowned, the handsome Paul Hughes. <laughs> what an intro, mate. Holy, well, not an intro, but that was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that. My ego's fucking, my head's busting out of its head here, to be honest. No, oh, well, you know. no, that's sick, mate. I appreciate that. And I absolutely agree. Ian's a fucking stud as well. And an absolute animal. And there's not a lot of people that have that mindset that we have. Do you know what I mean? That's why I've got so much time for Ian and why I'm such a big fan of his as well is because I just see that's the similarities in the mindset and it's and it's basically world champion or nothing. Do you know what I mean? That's just all that is all that's in our mind. So I recognize that and thank you for the words. That's no worries, yeah. man. That, I'll just call it as I see it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, Paul, like, obviously, ever since we had the last in the show, I was, like, we've been, like, obviously messing a good bit, and, like, you're a top, top man, and, like, if this is the only time I get to see you face-to-face, like, best luck this weekend, because, like, we're all rooting for you, man, you know? Thank you very much, lads. Appreciate it. I will definitely do the business. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll be watching. Who knows, maybe, handsome, maybe handsome nickname will come out on Saturday, but we'll yeah. see. We'll let, we'll let you two lads get back uh, to jumping on top of the beds, right? Paul, <laughs> <laughs> oh, best look. Best look. Of, uh, best look, Shannon. See you later. And as Bye. always, stay in. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and there we have the main man, Ian Gary, on the show. Ross, your your <laughs> older favorite. The, the, future, the future is here. Uh, just to give you guys the insight, we actually re- just had Paul Hughes on camera in Ian's room. And look what Paul, look what Paul has gifted Ian. His very own Paul Hughes jersey. I hope it's very nice. Like, are you gonna I wear hope it you give him a pair of pink shorts in, uh, or purple shorts in return. Nah, he's not getting a pair of purple shorts. They're special. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give him one of my. I have one of my ones. I, I'll give him one of mine. I have, a, I have uh, the future. My top, yeah, I have my training top sent over. So that'll be. Uh, I'll give him one of them then the next couple of days. In, but uh, no, it's deadly. He, he told me about this and he gave it to me. So happy days. No, it looks fast. Do you wish do you wish the Perry's were on the same card? Yeah, a bit. Well, like we, we said it last time. Swipe right hill is here and the boss man just got here. Chris Fields. They just Chris Fields has form. Chris has form. They won't be able to hear. They said how's form. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Leon's Leon's been lashing Tinder over uh, <laughs> and Chris has been lashing the Xbox out of it, so they're uh, they're loving life. Who's better at what? Well, seeing as a bit, but pop down after boys. Um, they're all good. Leon's been Leon's been staying with me. He's um, just a, just a, that's Leon. So he joined our gym mm-hmm. in, in January, and yeah. me and him have just been punching the head off each other for the last couple of months. I've been working him hard, and he's been every day. I've been coming to the training. He's basically been probably the biggest the biggest jump in my training has been having him down as well. So obviously, I have killers in my camp, and like Chris. James, Adam Shelley, like all the other lads in the gym, the list goes on. Oh man, 
Yeah. But Leon joined that team, and Leon's young. He's twenty-one. He's hungry like me. He's 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 there to prove how good he is, basically. And he just he joined that team, wanting to get better with the with the, the mindset of wanting to learn. And I don't know what it was. Me and him just clicked during the camp, and I told him, "Look, here's the way this camp is going to go. We've about eight weeks now. You're going to get a fucking hiding, right? And I'm I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I said, I said, I know it sounds bad. I said, but I I can I promise you." Right, come the eight weeks of this of this camp, your level will jump so much because every day you come down here, I'm gonna be ready and raring to go. So you have to show up ready. If you come down here half fast, you're gonna get ran through. And every day he came to training and he was ready to go, ready never didn't show up like some lads go out for a couple of drinks. He was there, he nearly took the camp the way I took the camp. Every day, ready to go, training hard, sending me a text on, see you tomorrow, bro, ready to go. So he's, he's been a massive help for this camp. So I asked him, do you want to come over with me? Because he deserves to be here. So um, we were quarantined up together for the last 26 hours and they're just left free. So I think they're just going out to relax and, and chill and talk to the rest of the lads that are downstairs in the, the fighter lobby. That's class. Is it just the four of you, yourself, Leon, Chris and James? It is indeed, yeah. So obviously... Um, I'd like to have all the lads over here. I'd like to have everyone over. I'd like to have you guys. I'd like to have my family. I'd like to have everyone here. But it's a weird time. So um, sometimes business lads, is business, you know. Exactly. Yeah. A couple of like we had to kind of keep the numbers small because of travel and and uh, cage warriors have certain guidelines in place that you're only allowed a certain amount of fighters. You're only like they're only doing this, so they they're trying to limit the amount of people they can have in one space yeah. at any time. So. I just said to him, I like I asked Adam Shelley, did you want to come over with me first? Because Adam has been there from day one. Like he's since I've met I've gone pro, he's been there beside me. Adam said he couldn't come um because he runs a gym back home and he couldn't commit the time. Yeah. So I said, Right, no, that's no stress. Mm. I just said, so, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. So I I gave him for a choice and then but Leon was straight there and I said to him, I was like, Leon, let's go, we're going. He was like, Yeah, bro, let's do it. So we're ready to go. We done a nice training session last night. Me and him slashed some pads over. Now uh now we're just ready to relax and weigh in, get the weight uh down for tomorrow morning and then refuel and then fight Friday. Yeah. yeah, I suppose the other thing is that probably it's not discussed much, it's the time on the other side after the fight, when you come back to Ireland, you're gonna have to sort of self isolate for that bit of time. So Anyone who is willing yeah. to go over to Manchester with you is actually mm. taking that sacrifice that they're going to isolate. And you know, yeah, it's 100%. great to see Chris over there. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? New mm. facility open uh, Agreed, out yeah. there for you guys. And, like, I mean, he has to self isolate when he goes back home. So, like, that's obviously a rough one for him. Mm. Yeah, well, I sent, I, I saw, when this fight got announced, I sent Chris a text. Um, and I sent him a text. Or I, I sent him a text first, and then I tried to ring him, but he, 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 he I think he was busy. And I said, look, I don't want you coming over if you go if you're gonna have to isolate and not see your kid for two weeks. And he goes, he goes, I'm coming over. I said, No, you're not listening to me. I'm not letting you come over. And he was like, Kid, I'm not listening. He's like, I'll be there. And I was like, All right, that's it. There's no argument. It's like, Dad, you. you're not coming. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shut your mouth. He's like, but like to be fair, like me and Webby on, he was. I don't think he never he never missed this. He's as just as invested into this as I am. And to be honest, I owe him everything for this camp because I told you this when, when lockdown kicked off, I sent Chris a text and I said, look, I don't feel comfortable 
not training anymore. Yeah. And he said, look, we'll try work out whatever we can, me and you, no one else, and we'll get in what we can done. And when we could get stuff done, we did. And, and we just kept kind of ticking over slowly but truly. So we've, we haven't stopped, which is why when I step in here now, I'm going to be so much better than the last time you see me because I'm just so ready. I've been practicing and, and ready, ready for a fight since March. Like. After yeah. my injury, after my, my operation was ready to go, and I jumped straight back into camp, and then COVID kicked, I was like, I, I don't want to stop. If I stop now, I'm just going to be going downhill, and I'm going to lose everything. And he, we, we just we sorted out what we could. And I owe him more than anyone, more than anything for this fight. I owe him everything I have because he's he's helped me so much. But um, yeah, no, like this, like I I just booked a hotel room there today for when I get home because. I have, my shelter. dad is obviously, yeah, no, I'm not spending money in a hotel room. All I'm going to do is sit there, eat. That's all I need. I'm going to order. When I go home after this, I'm going to get myself pancakes in the morning. I'm going to get myself a chipper in the afternoon. I'm going to get myself a Chinese at night. And then because I'm still going to be hungry, I'm going to order myself with a Domino's. And then my mates, I have a group of mates in uh, Swords. They run this thing called Gomunch, and I'm going to get them to drop it up because I'll be staying in a hotel in Swords, and I'm going to get them to drop me up a big bag of goodies and I'll sit there and feast on it. But I have, a, like, like my sister's pregnant, so I don't want my mom and dad or any or her to come into the contact with anyone I've been in contact if I stay at home. Yeah. And obviously my dad is a, a life sickness, so I just don't want to flirt with fucking any, any bit of danger for them. So I just booked myself. I'm going. I have. To, I have to organize. I rang the GP today, and they told me I have to ring the day I want the test. So I have to ring DDoc on on Saturday. Sort out a COVID test on Saturday afternoon once I land, get it done, and then go straight to whichever hotel I'm staying in and lock myself up there Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But not because I have to. Like I could easily just go home. But I want to know if I'm if I get COVID tested over here and I'm negative, which I have been earlier on. It's my red red wristband saying, oh, "Look, I'm I'm COVID free." And uh, I go back and I get a, and I get a COVID test now, a couple a, a couple of days after I'm back and and it comes back negative. Then I'm I'm okay to see my sister and my family and I'll be alright. I'll go home and I'll still keep the people I see to a minimum. But at least then I know I'm being safe and then I can do what I want really. Points, points, points. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair play, you know. Fair play. Just, just have a couple of questions for you. But first of all, like man, you're looking, you're looking like, like extremely lean as well. Yeah, he's, no, he's jacked, bro. Yeah. He's jacked. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, a, just, just, a, yeah. Just, like, like, what's, what's that been down to? Just like getting the rounds in. Like, obviously, you're, you're taking up cycling now as well. Yeah, so it's mostly been down to the fact that I kind of just copped the fuck on. To be absolutely honest with you, lads, and that's not a piss take. As in. Everyone, I think everyone knows I'm a fat boy at heart. I love my food. I love eating. Um, Preaching to the choir here. Like. <laughs> during, yeah. But like during the, during the start of lockdown, I was, and I'd, I'd just come off the surgery and I was, I was eating what I wanted. And I was, I got up to something ridiculous. I think I got up to something like 97 kilos or something. And I was sitting there going, holy fuck. So I, um, w- once we signed a contract, um, which was about eight, eight, ten or eight, I think it was eight weeks out. Yeah. But, like, just before that, I kind of went, do you know what? I'm going to drop this weight down. And I've kind of been walking around a lot lighter than I normally would. Um, and I brought the, the walk-around weight down. I stopped eating shite. I've been eating a lot cleaner. Like, I've still been having my little treats whenever I want to. Like, if I came home from three, three hard sessions, I'd come home, 
I'd get myself like a Camille. I'd, I'd have my little bag of Skittles or my big bag of Skittles there. And I'd, I'd happily sit there and not worry about it because I didn't care if I went up and weight because I treated myself. Yeah. But I just, I've I done, I done this a lot smarter. Um, and everything's been better. So I, I, my training's been phenomenal. My, my body feels amazing. I look better than ever. Um, and I just, my, like even my energy levels today, like this is my, my dehydration day. This is the day I normally like kind of cut out the food and the drink and keep it to a minimum. Um, and like, I'm just in such good energy. Normally you're kind of like, oh, you're a bit, you're a bit wrecked today. You're like that, maybe sleeping all day. And you're just not asked to do anything. I, I want to fight the lads. Like we're, we, we booked in for a session on the mats later on and we booked two hours and two hours. So now we're after each other for me and then for Webby. So we're just going to sit down there, get loose and have a good night tonight and uh, keep the body fit. But, uh, the number one aspect was I like, just taking this more a more professional approach to it, lads. And this is why I'm saying I'll wait I'll wait till I get the picture with the good light with the with uh, the Kedor's photographer now in the next day or two. With to put up the post and to put up the post and show show how good I look. But just because I haven't <laughs> fought this year doesn't mean that I, that twenty twenty wasn't my year. I told Evan this was gonna be my year. I just haven't been able to showcase it. My skill set's gotten ten times better. My my physique is ten times better. My my mindset is ten times better, and I'm just a, I just feel like I'm a, I'm happier with the person I am now because I've got to grow and I've got to learn more. Yeah. Like my fight IQ is through the roof now. I just everything just seems to click into place like I knew it would. As I said, it just takes time. So the fact that I've had a ten kind of ten month hiatus away from the sport, like not really fighting and not seeing. I've been for ten months, man. That's crazy. I know it's it's ridiculous, but like the fact yeah. that. I have like I've been quite quiet on Instagram with training videos and stuff like that. I just, I just have I, I've been putting the head down. And genuinely, the only answer I can give you is I've been I've been more professional with this, and it's gonna it, on the weekend it's gonna show. So and George McManus is in for a rough night by the sound of things. Yeah, it does look me. No disrespect to George. It's it, anyone who would be in there would be in for a rough night. I don't care who we are. Um, have you walked? No one's got. Yeah, I seen him earlier on. Yeah, I sent George a text before all this happened. Before when he signed the contract, I um, I I, t- I think I told you about this, didn't I? I sent him a text and let him know, like, I wish him all the best of luck. Hope camp goes well, and and I I just I want the best opponent I can possibly have. So if he signed the contract, I want the best version of him. And obviously with COVID and stuff like that, like I want him. To, I want. I just said I wish him the best, and yeah, he just seems like a true martial artist. He's there. He's not going to give it any of this. Do you know what I mean? Of course, he, of course, he thinks he's going to win. Like that's he's a fighter. He has to. If he was coming in thinking he's not going to win, but then he's already lost in his head. That, that's that's an easy fight for me. But I want the best version of him coming in, and I think I've got that. I think he's probably ready to go. We weigh in now tomorrow. We we'll get get a face off, shake hands, and then we fight on Friday. That's it. There's no. There's no. And how do, how did Friday go in? I don't really know, to be honest. I, like I was actually your last few fights are after going like they they've gone viral definitely anyway. And like yeah. I was saying this to Paul as well. Do you feel like um there's a bit of pressure on you now to like get like that sort of like blockbuster knockout or huge like a huge win or maybe like a submission just to, to Yeah, I get what you again? mean, yeah. No, never I put I told you this before, lads. The only person that can put pressure on me is me and I don't feel pressure. I like <laughs> I expect the best version of me to be anyone. And going in here, I just have to do me. All I want to do in this fight is have fun. And once I have fun, I'm too dangerous. 
because when I get into that cage and I, 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 I just start letting my hands go, I start getting into the grappling exchanges, you'll just see a smile on my face that like it's, it's completely focused, but you know I'm in my zone and I'm just happy. And there's a couple of things that I have, I have like a couple of ways in my head that I've thought out. You know, I always like to think how the fight's going on. I haven't been wrong yet. I haven't, had, I haven't, I haven't been wrong with um, my predictions yet. So I'll keep my predictions to myself. I might tell you off air, but uh, yeah. I do see the finish coming. That's, that's just the way it is. But if it doesn't, like, I'm not in a rush. Like, I want to have fun. If this fight goes 15 minutes, it goes 15 minutes. I'm not going to complain. Like, as I said, it's been 10 months since I fought. I'll happily go in there and fight for 15 minutes. Yeah. Just once I come out looking, looking this good. That's all that matters. <laughs> Ian, like, obviously, obviously we've had you on like a good few times in the build-up to like with all the big UFC cards and uh, like the more time we spend uh, like like obviously chatting, like picking fights and all, it's like the more invested it, I think everyone becomes in everything. Like, and it's just like, yeah. Uh, like, to be, I'm not gonna lie, like like obviously this is probably we probably invest you again before you go in there, but man, uh, I know certainly I am. I, I'm sure Ross as well. I'm just like really excited for you to go in there and like do what you love doing, you know, and like, and we know how many hours, your days and weeks you put into this. And mm. like, uh, we're just excited. Like we just said to Paul as well. It's, it, that's the great thing about like covering sports like this and having guests on, like you, you build up a relationship and then you become better mm. friends, you follow their career. And we're just like, I'm just fucking excited for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm as, as excited for you and Paul going in fighting this weekend as I am for Adesanya versus Costa. I'm just, but, but like, nice. it is more because I know you lads, you know? Yeah. Oh, go on, go on, it, it just means more because you're you're invested in. I mean, like yeah, you look at yeah. me and Paul. You want us to do better because we're 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 from the, the the same country. You want us. You want the Irish MMA to be thriving. And like me and Paul are on this weekend, and like we have all the hype in Ireland at the moment. And the better we do, the better Irish MMA does for for everyone. Whether it's all the guys in Bellator fighting, whether it's the guys in UFC fighting, doesn't matter. Once we have a good night, the whole sport just goes up a little bit more in Ireland, and that's all it needs. Yeah. So like. I, look, I'm, it's the same with me. I want all the other sides to do well. As I said, I don't want them to do better than me, but I want them to do well. <laughs> <laughs> You're chasing like, Connor. You're chasing Connor. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. So, but, uh, but, uh, yeah over the weekend, obviously, Donald Trump gave Colby Compton a phone call after his fight. Connor might yeah. give a new call after your win this weekend, so uh, make sure the phone's turned off. No, 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 no he needs Michael D. Higgins. Michael D. Michael Higgins D. Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there now, Ian. I saw Dad you doing the fighting. How are we going? <laughs> how are you doing? Colors of Tarto. Very in. Talking, talking off scale again. I'd be like, how are you? Ian, is there is there one eye on Saturday's main event, Mason Jones versus Adam Proctor? And will you be calling out the winner after this fight? No, I won't be calling out the winner after this fight. No, it's, I'm not. I'm not that close. I've talked. This, I've told this before. Um. Firstly, I, I've said hi. I've seen the lads there down in the lobby. I said hi to both of them. They both look like they're in, they're, they're in great shape. They both look happy, um, which is great because it means we're going to get a good fight and a good performance off both of them. And look, I, I, still, like, I, I still don't know how it's going to go. Like, I like both lads and I, I wish them both the best. And at the end of the day, it's a fight. One, one person has to win. So and, like, let the, leave them do the fight and then everyone else will do the talking for them. Um, but no, I'm not. Like, I've said this before. Like, I hold myself to a very high standard and I do so because I know how good I am and I know the guy, how good the, the good, good the guys I train with are and I know when I compare myself to everyone I look at, I know how good I am. But for me, there's no rush. Like I've said this before, Cage Warriors is great at what they do. They build fighters, 
They take them, they give them the right, the right test at the right time. They don't rush them. And excuse me, um, if they if they throw me in there and they do allow me to win there and, and fight, say, Proctor, then great. Cool. But I'm in no rush. And I'm not going to be calling out the title fight now because it's been 10 months since my last fight. If I was to fight 10 months later from now, from this fight, I'm just going to jump so many levels again because that's the way I am. I take, I'm young. I want to learn. I'm willing to put the hard work in. And the more time I have in this sport, the, the better I'm going to be. And the more time it takes me to get to the UFC, I'm in no rush. But I want to get there. I, as I've said, I want to get that belt as fast as I can so that I can compete against the last or the, the top, top tier of welterweight talent and middleweight because remember, I'm going to be going up to middleweight. So I don't want to put myself against the top middleweight and welterweights in, in Europe. So if I get the belt and I fight two times in welterweight and then I move up and I fight once at, once at middleweight, but I'm fighting the best lads that Europe has to offer, well then there's no, like that's, that's all I want to do. So it's just about a matter of time. It's a matter of getting there in no rush and just doing me and improving every step of the way. But like, I'd absolutely love to fight that for that title on my next side, but it's just not, not the right move because we're going to get there. And when we do, there's no one taking it off me. Do you know what I mean? And then the UFC will contact us. They'll say, we want you. I'll be like, I know you do. Let's go. Come on. I'm ready to go. Who will we give me? I want a big name. And that's it. Yeah, I think I think looking at looking at you now, Ian. I think like when UFC Dublin was announced, I think like you, you were like, I have to be on that. I have to be on that. I cannot miss this. And now since that's cancelled, I think you like yeah. you, know, you sat down. And you're like, you know what? Like it, it all works out in the end. You know, like you're going to be there. Some might say the future yeah, is inevitable. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I I, I heard. I, I don't know who said that, but like I remember thinking, Jesus. That guy knows what he's talking about. Um, he was Superman or something. But uh, <laughs> I think so, yeah. Well, I originally rubbed it off Thanos. So he said, I am inevitable. And oh, yeah. I just That'd be a good point. Me and Thanos? Yeah. No, yeah. no, Thanos I mean, is Superman, I... but Ian Gary versus Thanos would also be a good point. Come on, you can't. Like, like, let's be honest. Come on, like, Superman's just OP. DC, DC, uh, DC fucking superheroes are always just OP, except Batman. Like, he's just. Yeah, Ian, just Batman. And you're, you're obviously, yes. you obviously mentioned you're you eventually are going to move up to middleweight. Um, we have a yes. huge middleweight fight this weekend. Uh, UFC two fifty three, Israel Adesanya yeah. against Paulo Costa. What way do you see this going down? Because we we both made our choices earlier on the show. We're going to see what yeah. opposite ends of the field as well. Can I ask who's who first? No. No, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. No, no, that's boys. So, so, yeah, okay. Well, uh, so I'll give you two two scenarios of what I think is going to happen from both guys' perspective, and then I'll think I'll tell you who I think is going to win, right? And then, so, and then I want you to guess who who first, we guessed. All right, all right, sweet. Um, so for me, if I was in Costa's position, right, both riders are both obviously undefeated. I think it's well. 13 now is it? It's it's 17 and 0 and 12 and 0 or 13 now? 19 no Adesanya, 13 no Costa. Okay, so t- first time in a while we've had two undefeated fighters fight for the belt. Since UFC 19. First time in a while. Rashad Evans versus Leoto Machida. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 ridiculous, right? So we've got two guys at the height of their career who are undefeated, have never tasted defeat. So if one of them does start losing this fight, 
they're gonna something's gonna come out in them that we haven't seen before and we don't know what that is right so we've got to always keep that in the back of the head so for me if i was costa i'm backing adesanya up and backing him up and not giving him a second to relax I don't care what he's throwing at me. He could be literally throwing fridges and sinks at me. I don't care. Here, closing him down, make push him back to that cage and make him feel uncomfortable and worried. And and then the shots will start to open. For Adesanya, Adesanya just has to, to fight the fight he does. The normal kind of hands out, start picking Adesanya, picking Costa apart, basically. And I, I think comes out with dude make this a very very tough fight a very because Adesanya everyone talks about Adesanya as if he's like level than or better than Adesanya or than um, Anderson Silva no Anderson Silva wasn't getting hit in those exchanges when he was doing all that flashy head movement and leaning we've seen Adesanya get cracked by multiple people and we in trouble, but like he, he's pushed through that adversity and he's kept fighting, kept fighting and proving that he is a champion. I've got to keep going and keep is a big lad. Do you know what I mean? Costa stood toe to toe and ran at Yoel Romero and took everything he had. So I think I think Costa has the better has the better potential to win the fight in more areas. As in, I think he has more more options. I mean, if the fight goes around. I'd be fairly confident that, yeah, I'll see you down in a minute. I've, I've, I've a fair, fair thought that Costa would be better on the deck in the grappling exchange. That's just, the, the, he's Brazilian. He, I think he's a Brazilian black belt, isn't he? I'm not too sure. Uh, he, I think he's brown belt, but also he's definitely he? physically stronger by looks, yeah. anyway. Well, well, he's, he's a bit, like, he's from Brazil. So he's thicker than a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> his his jiu-jitsu is going to be, going to be top-notch. Like, he might not use it that yeah. much, but he's going to have it. Um, but I don't. I just think Adesanya, he's on one of those superstar kind of levels that you can't really doubt him. I mean, no one doubted Connor when he was on the rise. No one doubted John Jones when he was on the rise, and he's on that level. Um, so for me, draw. I think no. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just a hard fight for me to pick because yeah. I want to say I want to say Adesanya. I, that's what my body wants to say. That's what I want to, my mind wants to say. But there's something in me that feels that Costa, if Costa goes in and pushes the pace on, on Adesanya, he can do it. So I'm going to stick with my head and I'm going to be the smarter option here. And I'm going to think, I'm going to pick Adesanya and I'm going to, do, I'm going to say Adesanya will, will just pick him apart. I think it'll be a five round or a five round fight. I don't see a finish. Um, I think Costa took everything Yoel Romero had to throw at him. And I don't think Adesanya hits as hard as Joel Romero does. He kicks harder, but I don't think he'll catch a kick because if you if if Costa puts the right game plan on him, he won't be able to kick kick high. So I'm going to go with Adesanya, and he'll just be picking him apart with the hands, and Costa will just kind of get a bit flustered. So for me, I'm going to go Adesanya. But look, either way, it's going to be a great fight, and I'm going to reckon that I'm going to reckon Baz went to Adesanya and. Russ went with Costa. Yeah, and we actually gave the exact like what scenario. Right down. 
Yeah, we gave it the exact breakdown. So you're lucky. Everyone here got to listen to me break down the fight and Baz break down the fight and then Ian re break down the fight. But you know what? That's just the way people see the fight. It's going to be an unbelievable contest. Exactly. This weekend, we have Friday night in Gary, Saturday night Paul Hughes, and then Saturday UFC. And you know what? We're going to have three people stay undefeated. One person's going to lose, and it's going to be the <laughs> UFC. Yeah, that's it. And that's the plan, baby. We're, we're as Connor said, right? I don't mean to steal a quote, but we're here to take part. We're not here to take over. You know what I mean? Who the you said that backwards. <laughs> we're here to take power. We're not here to take over. Ian Gary, quote yeah, the now, show. Now I just look like a, now I just look like a fucking dickhead. Oh my god! Right, Ian. That Ian. Here, look. Best. It's look. the dehydration. The way cool. Ian, best look. I'm not way. even dehydrated. I'm just fucking talking shit like I usually do here, and I'm just rambling on now. Oh, I love it, Ian. Right, right. We love you, board. Make sure to look after yourself. Can't wait to see you Friday night. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized, boys. Right, it's a pleasure.